Hello and welcome to Advice Worth Keeping, a podcast series where we provide insight into today's business issues to help you lead with confidence. Today, we're bringing you the last installment of three episodes spotlighting controls integration. And I have the opportunity to talk with Nick Wozni and Jonas Eberly, both of whom are managing directors in KPMG's risk assurance practice. In our first episode, we shared how organizations can unlock the full value of controls integration. And then our second episode covered how controls integration is a shared responsibility between both business and technology owners, and how organizations can then minimize exposure with increased dependence on third-party relationships. Today, we'll go a bit deeper down the funnel and talk through some of the common challenges to integration and how tech and process owners can better integrate. So Nick and Jonas, welcome. Would the two of you introduce yourselves to our listeners? And Nick, since you've been our constant through these three episodes, let's start with you. Thanks, Stacy. So my name is Nick Wozni. I'm a managing director um, in KPMG's ERP security and controls practice. I focus on controls integration and helping clients to get controls right as they go through major systems and, and business changes. Jonas? Thanks, Stacey. Uh, Jonas Eberly, I'm a managing director also in KPMG's risk advisory practice, and uh, I've been working and focusing on controls related matters for roughly 20 plus years, uh, really helping organization as they're undergoing tr major transformation projects to ensure that they have the right controls in place as they uh, undergo these transformational efforts. Well, excellent. I'm so glad to have both of you with us today. And let's kick off our conversation around the challenges of integration. I would imagine that when an organization is integrating hardware and software from multiple suppliers into a single control system, there are inevitably going to be challenges. Nick, can you unpack that a bit for our listeners? Sure. So there's there's definitely an increasing area of challenge with, with integration. And today we're going to talk about two dimensions of that. First, the complexity, and second, the change. So on complexity, as we've been talking about in the previous episodes, processes have far more integrations and handoffs than ever before. But complexity doesn't just mean it's challenging. It also means that the control points now shift across multiple parties and technologies. In the traditional model, the risks could be managed within the corporate walls, such as validating inbound EDI orders. But now, since processes cross many processes and many providers, uh, this, this adds additional complexities that need to be considered. Next, on, on change, since we're talking about moving parts of processes into the cloud, the cloud solutions and other third-party providers are solution providers to many organizations. So there's just going to be an extensive amount of ongoing change in the nature of, of, of the services. And I think it's a good lead-in to your, your next question. Yes, so if we are talking about that extensive amount of ongoing change, SaaS solutions means that that change is going to be inevitable. So how is that then managed? Jonas, maybe you could jump in and we could round out our conversation with you. Sure, yeah. And just to go back to what Nick mentioned around these two 
uh, aspects of complexity and change. I, I would say on the change side, you also see that there is a increase in the speed of change and the frequency of change that we see nowadays. So that certainly adds to the challenges of integrating uh, as well. But to, uh, to your question around the uh, what we're seeing on SaaS solutions and, and how that impacts our controls integration, firstly, I, I, we do have a increased uh, speed in, in and trend towards SaaS solution, which takes away the burden from the business and IT to maintain modern solutions. And fortunately, providers make uh, detailed information available to their clients on a regular basis to explain the regular changes and enhancements that they are providing with the SaaS solution. The common problem that we see is that this information is not necessarily actively monitored by the organization and used to address impact to processes and controls. This increases the importance of the process owner's responsibilities, who should also match with controls analysts who really understand the processes well and the underlying technology. Traditionally, what we've seen is changes were assessed in infrequent change review forums or boards, but now impact is driven by external parties and must be assessed much more quicker than in the past. Overall, the process of managing processes and control architecture for each business process must be equally dynamic. Well, as we talk about complexity and change, and then even what you just said, Jonas, about how the increase in the speed and frequency of change, um, as you referenced that, it occurs to me that that line lends itself nicely to the topic of governance. And when we talk about governance, I think it's oftentimes helpful to paint a picture of what good governance looks like for someone who's listening. So, Nick, would you be able to do that on behalf of our listeners? So, first point I was going to make is, is, is going back to the discussion about organizations just have historically managed risks within their own corporate walls. So, this just means that there's often a reluctance to start placing control points with other parties. But governance is actually a mechanism that allows organizations more freedom to place reliance on their third parties. If you have good governance, uh, you can place more reliance on third parties. So controls can and should evolve in the same way that business processes are. This means if a business process moves, then there should be some freedoms to place control within those service providers and third parties. However, the processes and control owners need to understand and maintain governance of how the third parties help contribute to managing risk. The governance structure also needs to include assurance providers like internal controls and audit. So how do technology and process owners better integrate? Are there critical factors that might need to be spotlighted when they're thinking these things through? Yeah, I would say the first point I will make is that it is essential that this framework should be developed way before the digital transformation even begins. Um, making sure that you have technology processes and uh, the governance structure and control side on, all on one table is key even before you starting a major transformation project. And we see that on so many projects that are successful, those projects have usually started way before their transformation journey with bringing these three parties together. Secondly, I would say the integrated risk framework is needed to bring together a common understanding of risk so that you have 
all uh, across the organization, you have a common understanding of risk, the business processes, and the technology. And then lastly, what I mentioned is that first to make sure that risk and controls are well understood across all parties, ideally through the integrated GIC platform. But secondly, the governance function have a seat at the table with technology and business. I'd like to close out with one question. So the two of you have provided insight into the challenges of integration and managing changes and enhancements and even what good governance looks like. As, as we close out, I'm curious how an organization can monitor processes to ensure that risk continues to be well managed. This is a good question and, and it's also a complex challenge to make sure dynamic pieces stay in, in harmony and, and the organization has a way to monitor this. To make sure that governance stays in tune with the business, monitoring is essential. But fortunately, the technologies that enable monitoring have also evolved. We're helping clients deploy tools like process mining and continuous monitoring tools that help them keep a pulse on how their processes are, are performing and dynamically um, identify and address changes. These are just tools that help to understand if new variations of a process emerges, which may be, a com which may be common as the business enters new markets or the supply chain evolves. The governance function can therefore understand these changes and, it, and also evolve in a continuous manner. Yeah, I would chime in that the, with, with the emergence of these monitoring solution or process mining solution, you, you now have tools at your disposal that provide you much better objective insights into your process performances and really understand where you can tweak certain aspects and then continuously improve your processes. So it allows you to actively monitor every single transaction in your system and across the processes, across different technologies, and then really see maybe there is a certain aspect in the process that you can increase automation and therefore reduce the level of human error and uh, provide a better reliance on it. So, so I think with, with the, the advent of big data and, and the possibility now to uh, do in-depth anal analysis and, and continuously monitoring your activities, it provides great insights. Nick and Jonas, thanks so much for making time to join us today. And to our listeners, thank you for tuning in. We'll look forward to you joining us on our next episode of Advice Worth Keeping. And for more insights on the topic of controls integration, please visit read.kpmg.us slash grc.